Sportscast SA presents Game On. Game On. South Australia's destination for everything sports. Local, national, and international sports. AFL football, soccer, basketball, golf, baseball, tennis, cricket, and any other sports played in this wide world. And we're going to have a blast doing it. So sit back, relax, and let's do this thing. Welcome to Game On. And welcome to Game On. My name's Pete, once again joined with Malcolm. And uh, we did promise in one of our episodes late in 2023 that we'd be doing a cricket-only episode. So let's bring it on. Yep, let's have a crack. Let's go. We're going to start off with a test match, mate. The second test against Pakistan, we'll go back a a step. Yep. Uh, Didn't go as smoothly as Australia sort of wanted. Started superbly. You know, two wickets in the first eight balls of the test match uh, and that. And then get Babar on the review where it looked live, looked like it was going to miss leg stump. I still think he should have been given the benefit of the doubt. Yep. I, I'm, I don't. I'm. I'm not a fan of ball tracking. I, I still agree with Kerry O'Keefe's call of it that it's a drunk uni student doing doing it yep. that it goes anywhere. Yes. But, and that. And then, but it comes. So they, they've gone down. Down. They've ended up. They're nine for two hundred and twenty-seven. And bizarrely, Australia have done what they did in the Ashes in England, trying to just bounce the crap out of, out of them. Yep. And Pakistan have recovered through just really stupid bowling and tactics. Like, why any side in cricket removes bold and LBW out of the equation? You're effectively removing two dismissals out of ten. Yes. Out of the game. It's just staggering. It... it and it was just so frustrating yet again. Well, you bowl at the stumps. Yep. The old thing, you miss, I hit, you're out. And just removed it. And yes, Pakistan batted well, but geez, Australia helped them big time. I did hear a little bit of a comment that uh, that some of the commentators had been, you know, as they do, they wander around and watch some of the practice sessions in the nets. And uh, they said that they had been pra- Pakistan had been practicing for that. So. They were aware that it was going to be coming, and yeah, you're right. Australia just a bit like a drunken sailor, like you said, that uh, you know kept bowling the short stuff and uh, not not bowling stump to stump like they should have been. Oh, look, I just thought it was just staggering, and to allow Amir Jamal to uh, to make eighty two mm-hmm. with just not trying to effectively get him out, yes, the conventional way. Now you're also bowling to get a guy out caught hooking on the boundary. Well, the top edge goes over the keeper's head. The ball lands, miss hit, lands in front of the fielder and all that. Again, you've got three wooden bits. Hit yes, the bloody things. Absolutely. Uh, it was just dumb. Yeah. Look, and Australia- Riz- Rizwan and, and Salman batted well. Let's let's be fair there. Rizwan's a good player. Yes. And I like Salman. I can't work out why he's batting seven and uh, so Chuck Hill is batting five. Um and, that, and yet again, Pat Cummins, another fifer. Mm-hmm. So it's the first time since Merv Hughes in 88 to have a player get three fifers in a row. Um, and Jeez, he's, he's, he's bowling well at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, well, he's nearly caught Dizzy. I reckon he'll catch Dizzy by the end of this test match with uh, Dizzy's on 259. So he's gone past 
of course, uh, Garth McKenzie and Richie Benno with 248 uh, test wickets in the last um, you know, two test matches. Yep. And that quartet now has the most number of wickets as a quartet in uh, Australian cricket history. But, yeah, I just think... And it's funny, Lyon's confidence seems to go. He got... You know, the victim of that LBW being reversed again with the... Th- with the th- and if that was going over the stumps, yep. well, I'm on, I'm on another planet against Shahood. Uh, let's get his name, the correct pronoun, against Masood in Melbourne. Yes. And he hasn't bowled as well since. So his confidence does seem to go quickly like that. And Well, the Pakistan seemed to be attacking him a little bit. That's what it looks yes. like just from the outside. Yep. No, I agree. Is that, that is their plan, is that they want to take him out of the equation, so to speak, and... Every time he's come on to bowl, they've looked to attack. That's what it really looks like. And he did well against that in the first innings in Melbourne where he got Masood, who tried to hit him over the top, got him caught at cover by Marsh, got the ball above the eyes and float, uh, float and some drift. But, no, they went after him. They batted him very well yesterday. He didn't bowl as well, and he does, yeah. As is most offies, you don't actually like the opposition going after, after you and on flat wickets and that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, and then, of course, we had the, I don't know if you saw it, Warner last night where he chopped down off the second last ball of the day. How that missed the stumps yep. was just staggering. Well, so. while you're speaking about that, let's move on to the third test, obviously, yes. in Sydney. And, yep, we're floating back and, and forth. Yeah, we yep. are a little bit, but uh, let, let's let's just, Pakistan struggled early on and then really got a hold of the Aussies in the afternoon and, and the wicket looked like it was going to give something to the batsman at some stage throughout the day. They took full advantage of it. They did, and at five for ninety six, I actually thought Australia will be, Australia will be in front by stumps. This is a ho hum three and a half day test match coming up here. But to Pakistan's credit, yes, Australia's tactics were dumb, and that's being polite. But to pa- Pakistan fight, and they fought hard in Melbourne, you know, and it's actually been a pretty pretty enthralling three test match series, which it's. You know, Melbourne could have gone either way, especially it was their catching, which really cost them in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, imagine if uh, if 2020 didn't dominate the circuit, so you'd have proper warm-up games for test sides. So it still looks like Pakistan are really adjusting now. Yes. Still, and it's the third test. Yeah. And they're just about and that's, to move on, yeah. That's where it's crazy. The whole system is wrong. Obviously, Australia losing the toss and uh, Pakistan electing to bat and... Like we said, certainly did their bit along the way to keeping Australia sort of at, at bay, which, you know, was much, much needed. But Rizwan with 88 um, and Ali Algier uh, with 53 as well. Uh, very, very good batting performance. And then Amir Jamal once again comes into the attack and another 82. Yeah. And look, I'm not bold smart. Yeah. If he if he's punching drives and things like that, I'll wear that, not the bouncer. Brigade. Yep. yep. Where uh, where do we see this one ending up? Uh, obviously, we're recording live at the moment with uh, Australia currently none for 21. Uh, we'll probably put this po- podcast out on Friday, so yeah. we'll be a day or so behind. Um, do we see Australia continuing to, to bat through and, and really try and put this game out of reach? Oh, Australia will try and bat and try and get 45500, no doubt about that. Um, but at the moment, it's game on. Uh, very much so. Evenly poised at the moment. Uh, yeah. 
and we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, it certainly looked like Australia were going to get out reasonably cheaply. Uh, sorry, get Pakistan out reasonably yeah. cheaply, and then being frustrated by basically batting the entire day and, and only leaving an over an over or so at the end of the uh, day one. Uh, yeah, makes it for a very enthralling clash, which I think Australia definitely needs when we talk about a subject coming up a little bit later. But where do where do where do we see Australia sort of fitting in 2024? I mean, 2023 was huge. How do we sort of follow that up? Oh, look, it's a worry. Look, it's as someone who actually really follows Shield cricket, it's not – you haven't got the depth like we used to have. Like, you think Stuart Law played the one test match. Darren Lehman only only played 23. Um, you know, Darren Lehman, Brad Hodge – there was real depth. Steven Uto, yep. uh, Jamie Cox. There was huge depth in Australian cricket. At the moment, if a batsman got got injured, yeah, there's Cam Green to come back in, um, or you know, Bancroft. A, but a middle order player, there's no one not uh, knocking the door down. Yep. I actually think Nathan McSweeney from here, uh, who's come down to us from Queensland. Full credit to the uh, the Redbacks on that one because yes. he was an under nineteen Australian under nineteen player with a batting depth in Queensland. Decides to relocate down here, and um, tell you what, he's doing it all right off the ground too. That's that's always worthwhile well, viewing <laughs> while you're at a Shield game. <laughs> well, that um, might be it might be a good uh, fillet to get to get a few people yeah. there. That's for sure. Uh, so I think he's the closest on the middle order yep. side of things, and so that again. The other point now is, years ago, the Test players played shield cricket. And as Dizzy used to say, if you did well against a full-strength New South Wales team, that was better than what a lot of the Test opposition yep. was. So there wasn't the big gap, where now the gap's enormous. And, yeah, I'm just not really sure um, where we're going to be. We need some youth to come through. Wiley well, from WA looked good early, and he's fallen away. Yep. And there really isn't any other youngsters banging the door down. Edwards from New South Wales is an all-rounder. Show, shows a bit. It's a potential. Hardy from WA, again, an all-rounder. Um, I think he's a pretty fair player, Hardy, actually. Yep. But there's no batsman knocking the door down. Bowling-wise, Lance Morris from WA. Yeah, I think there's a fair bit of potential. He is quick. Yes. Um. So, I mean, Australia but, are going through a bit of a changing of the guard. I mean, obviously we know Warner's retiring at the end of this test. Usman Khawaja has probably made no secret that, you know... Well, he's getting... He's 37. Exactly. So he's getting, so he's getting on it. a little bit. Um, you know, it sort of leads me into my next question is, you know, is test match cricket dead? It has been a bit of a hot topic in the last couple of days. But on the basis that a lot of our, I suppose, name players are starting to retire. It's actually ironic. It was funny this morning, Pete, and it wasn't researching or anything. I just was doing a bit on the Footy Almanac site, and I came across an article I wrote over five years ago about Test cricket being in trouble. Mm-hmm. And let's just say I wouldn't have minded. Nostradamus is a bit there, and I might – I'll send that through to you. We'll muck around a bit with that. Absolutely. Um, but it's – I don't – while we knew 2020 was a huge danger – you know, we didn't know about things like the IPL will end up effectively purchasing South Africa's 2020 situation where South African cricket 
is struggling so much. It's mm-hmm. relying effectively on the Indian money. So they're now sending a test side to New Zealand where it's second, third string side. Well, and that's just a major worry for test cricket. Like well, you would pe- have thought people are asking for refunds on their tickets. Yeah. That's that's the worrying yeah. part about oh. it. And West Indies side here, like you and I pop down the nets of the West Indies and we might be a chance to play. Like yep. again, that West Indies has been in that situation for a while. Yes. Effectively the same thing. Not quite as blunt as the IPL India effectively purchasing South yes. African cricket. Yes. And it, and unfortunately you've got the big three, or the big one plus the other two. Yep. Um I just think haven't had their eyes on the whole world cricket thing. And if we end up with just 2020 cricket, so I personally, I had mild interest in it. Now, well, it was a classic on... uh, It's it's overload, isn't it? Oh, massive overload. And if you put a test match on 10 years ago, I'll say straight away what happened and all that. Yep. You put 2020 games on, I've got no idea. Yep. And that's coming from a cricket moron, let alone the average person. Yep. And it is. It's just massive overload. It just press the button. Next one. Next one. And it's you sort of have it on in the background as and have white, a glimpse. White noise. That, yep. Where now, I actually don't can't remember the last time I actually watched a whole Big Bash game. Yeah. Fair, fair call. Um, yeah, New Zealand uh, obviously making no. Uh, no jokes about the fact that, yeah, as I mentioned, you know, refunding your tickets, oh. they're losing money, uh, hand over fist. Uh, this is why I think Test cricket is in um, some real dire straits. And like oh, you said, man. second rates uh, team being sent uh, to another country to play, yeah, it does sort of smack a little bit of uh, a little bit of arrogance, as also as also that that people are uh, putting Test uh, match cricket behind the eight ball. Yeah, it's. It's a, it's a scary time. Uh, it is. As a cricket lover, yes. it's a huge worry. Yes. I mean, I, I love my cricket. I know you love it. Yeah. Like, you get into it way more than what I do. Um, but I love it as well. And I, I, I see a need for it, yes. But I, I think that the structure at the moment needs to be completely redone to be able to accommodate all three forms of cricket in their time slots. The game is in the greatest crisis it's ever been. And I, I go right back, World Series cricket... That needed to happen for the players to actually keep playing. That, that actually saved players in the end yep. and all that. Where you, know, you had Bradman who thought it was his own grade three lunch money in his pocket and all that side of things. But at the moment now, it's just obscene, the money. You know, like, well, the classic good luck to Spencer Johnson, but $1.7 million. Like, Good luck to him. Yep. Jeez, wow. I mean, you look at the uh, – we'll take Perth as an example. Don't want to pick on Perth. In particular, but you know they 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 get a small crowd to their test match uh, that they that against Pakistan that they uh, secured. Obviously, um, you know they get a small crowd there. Yet their two or three big bash uh, matches that they've had, it's almost been a sellout 50,000 yeah. each time. Oh, they're it's, a different breed, Western Australia. Yeah, it is like it's quite amusing where people say South Australia and Victoria, the parochialism and all that. WA is another step again, and it is. It's you know the WA they're still. Still a lot of anger over Justin Langer there and a bit of, hang on, it is time to move on there. And, yeah, so it's a different breed and it is, it's the lack of support for the Test match. They're only going to have themselves to blame when they they lose it. Absolutely. All right, mate, we'll leave the Australian Test match 
there. We'll move on to the Sheffield Shield. Redbacks sitting in fifth at the moment. What needs to change at the Redbacks, do you think? Runs in the top order. Easier said than done. Yes. Um, look, the pitch the pitch is actually doing a bit at Adelaide Oval, which for mine's a pleasant change. The batters are all whinging. You know, that's doing way too much. I'm not so much on that a case. I actually think South Australia just purely on their balance of their side, not that he's had a huge couple of your last couple of years here, but have missed Jake Weatherall for just mm-hmm. someone to attack at the top of the order. And I think it's affected Henry Hunt's game. So, you know, there was one game after 19 overs, we were none for 14. Yep. All of a sudden you lose lose a wicket or two. Um, Daniel Drew has fallen away where he looked to be the answer at three last year. I go to coaching on this one. Um, I know we actually recorded Rick Darling la- uh, last night. Yes. And it was funny that myself and Rick Darling both said the same thing within a minute of each other when Hags burst out laughing. He said, Rick's over there. He's just said the same thing. Yes. Now, what in the hell the batting coach is doing? So Daniel Drew has gone from hitting the ball very straight last year, playing, hitting the ball past mid on, to now hitting around his front pad and he's become an LBW candidate, something chronic. Um, so that's got me beat there on coaching. Yes. Oh, Dizzy has coach. We've got Ryan Harris. That's great on the bowling side, but what are we doing with the batting here, which is our big problem? Mm-hmm. Our bowling overall this year has been quite good, um, but it's it's runs at the top order. Like, I'm sorry, we're play, you know, as we've got on the running sheet, Ben Menenti's leading the batting. He's that was batting, what I was going to lead into, yes. He's batting at number eight. Yes. He is playing effectively as a batsman who can bowl a bit batting at eight because our order is so poor above. Mm-hmm. So we've struggled so far above. Now, I don't get it that Jake Lehman, when he plays district cricket, opens the batting for East Torrance. Well, it said, oh, no, his technique's not good enough to make runs at the top opening. Well... He's captain. He hasn't. He's struggled since the first game. Yep. At five, and actually, at least he plays shots. Why not try him opening? I, I don't. If Jake's going to stay in the side, which I don't think he will, I think he'll get dropped. I think Nathan McSweeney will captain. Yep. Um, but if he, he is in that regard, open him. Try it. Mm-hmm. It's not working anywhere else. Jake Cardner comes over from WA on a three or four year contract, so effectively they've had to play him. Now he's had a heaps of opportunities. He's just he's not up to it yep. in terms of the opportunities. Unfortunately, Kelvin Smith didn't grab his opportunity. Got a couple of starts, a couple of thirties odds, but didn't go on. If he the game before he got dropped, he got to thirty two. If he converted that into a fifty or a hundred, yep. he's probably cemented his spot the rest of the year. So, so a little bit of a rejigging of the order, maybe. But maybe it's, look at just look at the batting coach. Yeah, we desperately just need a batsman to come through. You know, it, it's really, out of the top seven, it's been Nathan McSweeney, Gap, Menenti at eight. You know, it's it's a real worry. And like Nathan McAndrew's bowled very well. Yeah, well, I was going to mention that. He's obviously the leading uh, wicket taker, Nathan McAndrew. And-, and Jordan Buckingham's been excellent as well. Got seven for against Tasmania in the first game. Unfortunately, he's had some injury problems, but did well for the Prime Minister's eleven against Pakistan. Yes. And I actually think he's got a lot to offer. So, And unfortunately, Spencer Johnson did his hamstring playing for Australia. 
hasn't played a first class game yet. Makes his comeback now for Brisbane Heat. Yep. Um, so we actually haven't had our full bowling attack available either. But if if our if our side was stronger at the batting, Ben Menenti wouldn't be in the side. Lloyd Pope would be the would be the spinner, but yep. unfortunately we've got to play him because our batting's poor. So yeah, yeah that that's the real worry. Fair enough. Uh, we did mention at the end of last year, your Christmas wish was to get the Redbacks over yeah. the line for the remainder of the season. Probably a little bit of a stretch at this yes. stage. But um, obviously, like you said, maybe a little bit of rejigging of the order, change of mindset a little bit. A little bit, but look, it is a fine line. Um, you know, the game in WA, they were unlucky. Goodwin was given not out, caught down the leg side when he plainly hit it when he saw it again on replay. Mm-hmm. We've probably cost the game over there. Look, here against Victoria, we just batted dumb. Alex Carey shot, and I'm yeah, I'm a massive Alex Carey fan. Yes. But it was a dumb shot. He was on 81. He bats through to lunch. Him and Liam Scott are still there at lunch, and then you've got Menenti still to come. We probably would have got up against Victoria. So we've, we've thrown a, we've, we're unlucky in one, thrown the other one away. If we'd won those two, we'd be right up. So Absolutely. it is a fine line. Uh, previous guest, Ryan Harris, uh, yep. we've also had him on our flashbacks on the Wednesday uh, just recently. Uh, he'd be pretty chuffed that you know his bowling attack is is keeping the Redbacks in a lot of games. But, yeah, you're like, like you said, the batting's just letting them down a little bit. You get that right. You're like, it's a fine line between pleasure and pain. And uh, some of those results might go their way. We probably didn't bowl that well, or we didn't bowl well to Sam Harper in the game against Victoria here where we had them under trouble. He came in at seven and smashed us everywhere yep. to make 100. Yep. Where, again, I think the bowling was a little bit, nowhere near as bad as Australia's yesterday, but a little bit of similarity. Yes. Where the old line and length, fourth stump line, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. Yep. Says it all. All right, we'll move on to some local cricket. Uh, Glenelg currently sitting top of the men's uh, Division One or first grade uh, West End men's uh, ladder at the moment with four wins. Yeah, their batting's been well. They're a pretty consistent side. So the uh, McInerney, who came back to South Australia, had um, you know played some Shield cricket. McCasey, sorry, uh, played some Shield cricket. Can't uh, went up to Queensland, came back as a Woodville Woodville player. Woodville go. Um, but he ended up going to Glenelg. Yes, yep. And he's been pretty important for them. Uh, and Winter, so they, their batting overall has been good. Um, and, and I know you'd be pretty happy. Adelaide Uni currently sitting in second spot, Teacher Gully in third, and West Torrens in fourth. So, Yeah, and Uni, it's been a bit of a changing of the guard. Um, they've lost a few, like uh, Winter going back to Teacher Gully, Brazil going back to Teacher Gully, and a few other. Players just departing. So Sam Kerber is leading that side pretty well. And, yeah, they're being pretty competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think uni overall and also a coaching change there with Ben Hilliard, um, you know, did well over a long term. Yes. At a parting. Like Liam Grieber went to Port Adelaide. So, um, yeah, they've been pretty – and good to see Sam Darling, as we mentioned quickly last night. Rick's son made his – Best batting contribution in the game before Christmas to help yep. get uni up. So, yeah. Fantastic. And getting on to some matches this weekend, two days, Kensington versus Adelaide Uni. Plans to be a big one out at Kensington Oval? Yeah, out at Parkinson. Kensington, who have been fallen away, which, look, while they were not saying it publicly, privately, they're not, they're not surprised yes. in terms of the players they'd lost. You know, Brown retiring, he's 
have been fantastic stalwart. Elliot Opie, Opie then deciding retire as well. Losing Ross, who's gone to Sydney. Uh, Sydney. Mm-hmm. Alex Ross is now you know, relocated to Sydney. So they'd lost players. And also then the, the controversial bit of setting up um, the South Australian under-19 side, which is now playing in Div 2. So yes. that you know, the lost players there who would have been playing in their Div 1 side this year. Yep. So in, and, and, that, so that's and that's also the nature been a bit of that beast. Controversial how it as well. Whether that helps the players involved is debatable as well. Absolutely. All right. And East Torrens v Woodville out at Campbelltown Memorial Oval, just up the road there. Yes, yes. I'm hot calling there at some stage as well. Um, Beautiful oval for cricket. It is. Oh, yep. the, and the picket fence, it, it's incredible how picket fence creates the illusion of the oval being so much bigger. Yes. It's quite bizarre, but it's no, it is a great ground. I, I, I personally think if it's going to be a uh, hosting a game, I think it could it could well and truly host Shield Cricket uh, yep. without a problem. And uh, that, you know, whether Shield Cricket should go to the country is probably more a debatable point Absolutely. than staying at Metropolitan. Well, I played a, quite a few football games there. It used to be a quagmire, but now no, I drive past old. it and absolutely it looks a treat no, every time I uh, I visit it for sure. No, it's, it's a fantastic ground, Campbelltown, full credit. You know, it's called the Taj Mahal for a reason. Um, yeah, it, it is a fantastic complex and... I'd love to see a shield game. And Glenelg taking on Tea Tree Gully out at uh, Glenelg Oval, home ground advantage. Yeah, as I said, their depth yep. and that overall. Yep. Um, we probably might do a little bit at another stage and go through the players at the top and yes. the, the level and all that side of things. Yes. Um, leading batting and bowling and that. Um, but, yeah, you'd expect Glenelg to be too strong there. But uh, Tea Tree Gully uh, probably a little inconsistent. But they've certainly still got a couple of players who could come off, like a Gadding, to get a big score or whatever could come off. Absolutely. And to finish us off, Port Adelaide v West Torrens out at Port Adelaide Oval or Port Adelaide Reserve. Yeah, pretty important game that. So, you know, Cam Valenti still uh, you know, at Port Adelaide. So, bizarrely, hasn't got a big bash contract. And yep. I certainly have him in the striker <laughs> side. Absolutely. Um, and that side of things... And Andrew's also at Port Adelaide, so yeah, I've I'd favour with what the player availability there. I'd favour Port Adelaide. Fair enough. Each team so far has had one win in their four matches, so it pro- it's going to prove to be a huge second half of the season. Hopefully, the weather holds out. Uh, looks like it could could be a little bit uh, dicey over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a little bit in doubt at the moment. Yeah, so, so we'll see how we so. go. All right, mate, we're yeah. going to take a very, very quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk the BBL briefly and the women's cricket. You're listening to the Game On Podcast. We'll be right back after this short break. All right, we uh, come back with the BBL cricket. Uh, the Adelaide Strikers failing for the third time in a row at the New Year's Eve match. Bit of a touch of deja vu with the year before too, where Stonis batting the yes. Strikers out of it. Um, yeah, their bowling has been horrible to say the least, and it showed how important Rashid Khan's been. Yes, to lose him, uh, and it just seems like the whole bowling's fallen away. I think probably also Peter Siddle's been a bigger loss than. 
than imagined, even just for his leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they tied down ends. That was the beauty about oh, them. They, they strangled teams into a lot of dot balls or a lot of ones. Well, they just seem rubbish at, at the moment. At the moment, it's six after six after oh, six. Well, Evans last night. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that yeah. one in a minute. Um, obviously, um, Adelaide taking on the Perth Scorchers last night. Uh, yeah. um, and uh, we're looking to get themselves back into the top four, but or towards the top four. But unfortunately, that ended pretty badly as well. Yeah, just Evans just batted him two hundred eleven. Way too many to chase. Um, Started off okay, yeah. and at one stage the game was in sort of the balance. Yeah. But yeah, they. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge total chase. I'm sorry, Basley three overs for fifty seven. We could have almost done a raffle and out of the crowd out of that. Yeah, it was yeah pretty average again. Just going back to the, uh, the the strikers here in Adelaide, I mean, each game that's been played here, each team scored over 200 runs. And then, obviously, we come up against Perth, over in Perth on a, on a pretty quick wicket, and they score 200 as well, and we seem to be batting okay. Uh, we take on Perth um, again very, very soon, and then the Melbourne Stars and the Renegades um, and the Sydney Sixers to finish us off. It, it's, there's no room for error anymore. That's the thing. I just think in reality we're not good enough. I just think that's the nuts and bolts in the bowling side of it. You know, in terms of I think Lynn doesn't end up finishing the tournament either. He doesn't play everything with a, again the twenty twenty circuit around the world. Yep. Um but yeah, it's sort of after him and Lynn and and, and short Matt short yep. the bowling the batting does follow. I think Tom Kelly showed a little bit last night and hopefully TK uh, comes off because at least it gives a bit of verve and enthusiasm out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, it's pretty disappointing. Look, as I say, I take or leave it on 2020, but... You still want to see them do yeah, well. Still, we, yeah, we all yeah, want to see them do yeah. well, that's for sure. No, no, yeah. totally agree. Uh, as I mentioned, Adelaide need to start getting a move on if they want to uh, participate, but, yeah, at this stage it doesn't look that good. All right, mate, to finish us off today on our cricket-only episode, we're going to talk about the Australian women's cricket. Australia lost to India in the test match by eight wickets. Again, come back, and I'll go on and on about it till the cows come home. Proper programming. Have a warm-up game before a test match. Why not even play the one-dayers before the test match? Mm-hmm. The test match is meant to be the pinnacle, so Australia get there, and a couple of days later are playing in a test match. For mine, that's just insanity. Now they've adjusted and they ended up dominating the last wonder, which the tour should be done the, the other way around. Yep. Yeah, look, some great results in terms of uh, in the one-dayers, um, but, yeah, pretty disappointing in in terms of the, what really counts for mine is the, is the test match. Yep. Well, I mean, like you said, uh, maybe uh, reversing the... Uh the uh, situation or reversing the matches uh, might have meant for a bit more of an entertaining test match, which is what we all want. Oh, look, Phoebe Litchfield was absolutely fantastic in the in the one days. So, you know, got runs in every game. Yep, in, and and that and was obviously the the dominant player of that three series. Alana Kingbowl won a as won the leggies, and look, Kerry O'Keefe as always fantastic line last night where. He said that uh, Alana King, Georgia Wareham, Amanda Jade Wellington, surprise, surprise, Warney's having an influence on females. You know, yep. Vintage. Classic line, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah. And that. But, yeah, look. I mean, Australia 7 for 3, 38. That's a huge one-day yeah. score at the end of the day. And then, obviously, bowling um, India out for 148. I'll tell you what, out of that, a couple of the 
Phoebe Litchfield took a scream and filled Talia McGrath takes one of the best catches. If you people go back, yes, go on to you know, go on to live cricket scores and click on go back through completed games on the Australian part and yes. click on to see McGrath's catch. It is a blinder where she uses her height to the fullest and cups it in the other hand. It's yep. a great catch. And yeah, they they um you know, they finished this tour with a flurry where you just imagine now, if the test match was on, you'd be really looking forward to it. Yeah. Dumb. Um, yeah, Letchfield taking a bit of a screamer there yeah. um, and obviously uh, batting as well pretty well. Um, can't say any more. The Australian women's cricket team, it would have been nice to see them get up in a test match, but yep. uh, it is what it is. Well, especially since they play so few test matches. Yes, yeah, that's, so, that's why. You know, it's not like the men's team where they play 15 or so test matches in a year. The women's test match play, you know, they play a test match about as often as Adam and Eve share apples, and and then to then treat it with that disdain, just a quick hurry up test match program. Yep, crazy. And to finish us off on the women's cricket, the Adelaide Scorpions currently sitting third on the table at the moment. Courtney Webb leading the batting, and Amanda Jade Wellington leading the bowling. Yeah, and Amanda Jade Wellington, you know, ice cool at the end of that twenty twenty tournament for the strikers as well. Her leggies. I think she's a very unlucky, but she's unlucky. There's King and Wareham there as well. I think she's unlucky not to be in the side. Yes. But it's pretty incredible at the moment. You've got three quality leggies for the Australians. So, yeah, um, unlucky. Probably the, the Scorpions have thrown away the odd game or two where there was a Tasmania had a big partnership at eight down to get up in one game. So... Been, they're around the mark at least. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, look, hanging in there. I mean, yeah. there's still a little ways to go, but um, we wish them the best for the remainder of the season. All right, mate, that's uh cricket episode done. Fantastic to talk just cricket. I know you love your cricket and uh, obviously trying to cover all things in world cricket at the moment, but for me the, the biggest uh, worry is probably the, the schedule and the test match cricket and how it all fits together. Yeah, we'll come back. We'll do a little bit more on the stats with the – A-grade side of things. It's a little bit hard with first grade in two divisions of first grade Mm -hmm. now too. So it's... Trying to get some of those stats is also... uh, Has been a bit of a... Yeah, they're not great. It's not easy. It's not the best side in the world. That's another topic. Yes. Yes. So anyway, all right. Thanks, mate, uh, for your time today on on the uh, Cricket Only podcast. Um, Look forward to catching up with you for a regular podcast. Definitely. In this crazy world we live in, we all need the distraction. Enjoying the show? Like, rate, and subscribe. Hook up and connect with us on social media at SportsCast SA. We'll see you next time on Game On.